Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the 11th episode of Codependent Me podcast. Today we have with us Neha, who is a coach on relationships. She'll tell us a little bit more about that as she gets going. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. And if you'd like, just tell me a little bit about what you do and how you became a coach in relationships. Thank you so much. First of all, Tamala, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and your audience. Um, How I became a coach is pretty interesting. I mean, I just fell out of a relationship, but right into coaching. And then I realized, okay, this is something that I want to do. And then that was like the start of the journey. And part of me is like a big part of me is a teacher. And I realized I was teaching children. And I realized, okay, confidence is not something they were coming to me to learn English, but underneath that, you know, being able to speak English, they wanted, the parents wanted, and the kids also wanted that confidence. So I'm like, I can help them think about how many adults must be out there who lack this confidence. And they think that maybe English or something else is going to help them. But the relationship bit is something that's they think they're less because um, they can't speak English. They're less because they are not a certain thing or being a certain way that is expected by society or whatever expectations, unrealistic expectations they probably place on themselves because they've been in relationships where they're uh, where they had to compromise their own selves. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like building on all of those and plus like, you know, adding to where my own relationship with myself was suffering Mm -hmm. and how that was impacting my relationship with myself. So now you say speak English. Where do you live? Yes. So where do I, mm -hmm. where do you live? I live in Hong Kong. (laughs) Yes. Wonderful. Hong Kong. So yes. I wanted to, I know the audience would say speak English. Well, that's a part of it. <laughs> you're, you're in Hong Kong. So that's wonderful. So, um, so now I know you said that you had some narcissism in your past. Um, mm-hmm. You want to get into that a little bit? Sure. Um, I didn't realize this until much, much later on in life, more like maybe uh, five, six years ago, I guess. Uh, but I knew something was absolutely wrong about the way uh, I was like dealt with as a child. Um, and so when I grew up, I, I experienced uh, a lot of physical, emotional, mental, and verbal abuse. Um, like anything, nothing I did was right, according to the mother. And uh 
like extremely high standards expected of a eight or a 10 year old. And then if I were to not meet their particular standard, that means I am doomed for life. I will not have, like, I would be not successful in their eyes. I would be like an absolute failure. Um, it's just all of that. And then I received silent treatment um invalidation hmm. um abandonment so emotionally that person is literally like dead on the inside they have no compassion um no like whatever you can think about you know in a mother figure what can flow out of them approval love you know safety safe space you can be yourself with them i never experienced that safety with them um and then I carried that like for the rest of my life until later on when I realized it. that's, and then I attracted um, some narcissistic people into my life as friends, as bosses. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's been my that's experience. That's what you knew. You knew that. So that's understandable. Yeah. So how long ago did you realize that your mom was a narcissist? Actually, if I, I can't really put a finger to where, how I came across. Oh, yes. I think I was doing a parenting, parent effectiveness co course, maybe in 2018, 2017 or 18, either. And so I was newly into uh, Toastmasters, public speaking, like, you know, gaining that confidence in myself. And then I was doing this training separately. And um, I kind of, thought about the things that were going on and then the, the the way parents communicate I was very conscious about the way I was supposed to I wanted to communicate with my child and so I realized that what was happening was these these things and then I realized oh my goodness that this person has has a certain personality traits and they, they match all of these traits so about like four five not more than that like years that I came to know that that's how she happens to be and for me it was like a shock I'm like it's like you just cannot accept that reality that has been my in my whole life it's just been there but it's like so hard to admit to myself <laughs> that was a real struggle I bet yeah so what yeah. was your first step to healing yourself from that? Um, I realized that uh, communicating with this person would be absolutely chaotic. No, nothing I would say is going to get any sort of compassion approval. If I went to them looking for some sort of, you know, uh, empathy, just just listen to me and not not invalidate my experience or me. Uh, and whatever I'm feeling. So I realized earlier on, actually more like seven years ago that this person just does not have that in them. And then like, and then it was understanding that and stopping communicating with them, um, at least in that regard. And I was at a point where like, you know, I realized that I did not get the love. Uh, this was probably eight years or so ago, more than eight years ago. I realized that, uh, that I did not get the love. So then I was expecting that to be given to me from that person. 
right. not realizing that they just don't have it in them. So I was like, you know, you have to call me every single day and tell me that you love me. Like, because, because that part of me wanted healing so bad, so bad. Because if I can't heal myself, how can I, how can I be there for other people, especially my own child? Like my own inner child is wounded. I'm just spilling those, that all that anger and sadness and fear and anxiety onto my relationship with my child. I wanted to stop that and just take control over that and just be better Mm -hmm. uh, as a person (laughs) and people. Yes. So, okay. So what steps did you take? Did you, did you have any friends? Did you have a, like a, a group? Did you seek counseling? Anything like that? Um, one of the first things I remember I started doing, Tamala, was um, when I started working part-time. And then I went, was at a school where I met this beautiful person, like a soul sister. And uh, she happened to live right across the street from me. And she gave me lots and lots of books and they were uh, on meditation. She told me a lot about meditation. She happened to be a Buddhist. So of course she was practicing. No one in my family up until that point ever talked about the practice meditation. Yes, I was doing yoga, but not meditation, never. So I started just practicing meditation first by listening to guided meditations and then um, reading Deepak Chopra's books and bringing that learning into my own practice experience. So that's how I started to meditate. So meditation is something that really helped me to understand myself, calm down that anger, understand what anger actually is. And it doesn't, people make it so wrong that it's like a bad thing to have. Yes, it's only bad if you go out and, you know, cause real damage to people. But then if it's coming up for you, you got to pay attention. It's coming up because there is something that there's a need that has a reason. Yes. Yes. So don't invalidate that because you have been invalidated in the past by the narcissist person. So then that's where I, that's where it started off and uh, just taking that understanding deeper and realizing that like that was a huge like most important tool that transformed my life I would say and I highly encourage anyone and everyone and it's like people say I can't meditate I can't focus you have to have a very big reason that you want to meditate and for me it was like I want to be a better mother yes for me that was so important I did not want to produce another damaged human being out in the world. <laughs> so that was important. And yeah, so you were willing to do the work for your yes. child. I love that. Actually, actually, no. I won't, I won't say, I won't say for, for him, I would say more for me because, okay, yes, there was a bigger reason, but I wanted the healing. And I, I then through that process, I understood like, oh my God. I have to learn to love myself and bring myself to a happy place. And it's from that on, from there that I can fill my own cup and then it's going to spill onto my relationships. And and, and it will overflow onto him as well. Isn't that beautiful? You know, you can say, you know, I mean, I even said, 
there were certain things with codependency that I did for blah, blah, blah. But really, when you have that healing on the inside, you do nothing but ooze, you know, healing and beauty and truth and the work that you've put in, you'll ooze that and people will see it and they'll feel it. So yeah. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was that was a starting point. I mean, I used many, uh, I think I used many different tools. And the other thing that I did was um, pursue all my passions, uh, everything that I was told that I could not do, for example, traveling and dancing, that was really filling in my cup. I mean, dancing made me so happy. Traveling brought, I mean, traveling did two things for me. First, like believe in myself, like that I can actually do that because I never traveled by myself. I started doing that, like, you know, just going to different islands in Hong Kong and I'm like, yes, I'm able to do this. I'm okay. This is safe. This is okay to do. And then I'm like, okay, where can my passport take me? So I went places and then I've, freak myself out and put myself out there I'm like oh my god I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this I booked myself a ticket I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do book myself a hotel oh my god this is scary this is really happening so all of those things I just put myself in that place where I had no choice but to give myself that that give myself that happiness and then that came from like you know I'm confidence and the ability that yes I can actually do this and give myself that happiness that others can could not cannot and then I've realized that this is my own responsibility yeah absolutely and that is huge mm -hmm. you, you, you don't realize the ownership you know yes. joy is ours you know nobody can take it we give it away and you don't realize that until you realize that, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes, pursuing my passions was important. And then just taking it to the next level. And then I've realized like, since childhood, I felt, um, you know, people, I'm not sure if everybody can relate with this in that space. If they've been through a narcissistic um, abuse, um, they would want to they would have this need for speaking, sharing their story. And uh, I felt called to that since childhood. I don't know why. Just like, you know, having seen someone speak on stage was really inspiring for me. And then it's like, it just kind of inspired the leader in me. And every single time I saw someone, including my own son, I would have a lump in my throat, like physically, that would make me cry almost. And, and it was like, I need to pay attention to this. It's coming up over and over again. I never, never, ever did anything about it. And then when I saw my son, I was like so proud of him. This is in school. And yet I had not done anything about it. So then later on, when I moved out of uh, uh, marriage, I started living life uh, on my own and started to take care of myself and just be uh, present to myself. So this need for sharing came up, like increasing my confidence. Like I was the least confident person in the room, never really had friends. Um, like I could depend on, like even emotionally, everything was like, you know, I was trying to figure it out all by myself. Therapy, I'll talk about that more, but it did not really help me. Okay. So con building that confidence really helped. So I'm getting into 
Toastmasters was something that I thought is going to help me, like, you know, find the leader inside me. Mm -hmm. What truly helped me was storytelling because that was the day I, like, when I, the day I figured out my story, Tamala, and, and for the people that are listening, the day I figured out my story, um, I, it was like a shakabuku moment. It was like, oh my God, I have been carrying this. I am unsafe um, kind of vibration inside me all of my life. And no matter where I lived, I grew up in Bahrain. I didn't feel safe there. I grew up, I spent some time in Mumbai, went to university there. Never felt safe on the streets over there, groping, e-teasing, all of that. Come to Hong Kong and I, nothing, nobody ever touched me, nothing like that happened. But still that, that thing, that realizing that I am in a safe place, but I am actually vibrationally feeling unsafe. That was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and, and from then on, like life just completely shifted because that was huge for me realizing that I am now safe mm. I have the the chance to make myself a safe person feel safe inside me mm. that was big so that really helped um and and speaking to uh you know therapy I was also uh, receiving counseling in that at that time like on and off in between um counseling there was also the somatic healing but that was just a one-off session that I had but still it did not have the the deep real healing impact that I um, wanted and needed it did not it did not do that for me and counseling especially a lot of people out there even their social workers mm -hmm. they uh, they are not trauma informed no. and all no. they would do would asked me to hit a pillow. Like, how does that help? And made me cry, but that does not help. I have to have like something deeper, something yeah. I need to understand it at the cellular level. Mm -hmm. So all of that was something I had to figure out by myself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very important to find the right person for you, you know? And, and that absolutely, obviously was not for you. <laughs> that particular person yeah. yeah so as far as your mom uh where do you guys stand today how did you you know work past I know you you did your meditations and all of that but how are you today uh I choose not to speak to this person and especially if, nurse, if you are dealing with a narcissist mm -hmm. you just have to completely go no contact and that's going to like have that space for you to heal mm -hmm. like one of the biggest thing that happened which was i would take complete ownership of that is making making an unconscious decision which is why i talk about the conscious relationship right Make, because you want to choose your partner really consciously uh because that's going to be, make or break your your life your marriage is going to affect you big time so that was an unconscious decision but it was in my best interest because I wanted to get out of that. I was engaged and my mom just completely stopped talking to me, totally giving me that silent treatment for three years. 
three mm. years. It kills me. It was just horrible to go through that. So I'm like, anything that can get me out of here, even if it is marriage to somebody I don't even know, I'm okay with that. And that's how I ended up in Hong Kong for everybody to <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> we can talk more about that separately. But then, so yes, so making that conscious decision is really important. Mm-hmm. I realize that inside of that marriage, like how that was from jumping from the pan into the fire. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, that's what it was. So, okay. and then I just completely, like, I kept going back to her, trying to find some healing, understanding. Also, I thought that forgiveness, you know, is something that needs to happen first before, you know, the process of my healing begins. I got to learn and understand forgiveness. And then, and then I realized, like, if I forgive my, like, if, if I forgive this, this person, whoever it is that I am accusing or whatever, like you did this, you did that because of you, I'm this damaged. I am playing victim. I'm not taking personal responsibility. Not only that, but also it's like, it, it's invalidating. Like the, the forgiveness aspect, forgiving this person. It's like, when I take personal responsibility for that, that's when I realize that, the I if I did that, I am taking all emotional responsibility for that person, and I don't want to. This person did nothing to deserve that space with me and have a relationship with me because they never tried to build one. The only one that was was a damaged one. I'm trying to heal that damage, and I did everything in my power of by reparenting myself. People, go. it is possible to reparent yourself. Yes, it is. <laughs> for sure now I don't so that all led you all that that led you to being a coach now right mm-hmm. and tell me your specialty I am uh, I've written like the past year I had an opportunity to write a book the book is called wired for self-love and in between communicating with uh, you and somebody else who helped me to kind of, you know, speak to what is it that I, who is it that I serve? Uh, I came across this, um, you know, like a light bulb moment. Who it is that I serve? Yes, confidence. I can help you with public speaking. I can help you find the best relationship. But what I do best is build that best relationship with yourself. Um, so what I do is like I help people identify why it is they struggle to like or love themselves um, and go into understanding deeply why they feel unworthy and then help them rewrite their story so that they can finally love themselves oh good (laughs) i love it (laughs) thank you okay so wired for self-love and that book can be found where 
it is i am in the process of putting it out there so it's not yet published but if people want to get like be the first ones to know where when i release it when i publish it mm -hmm. so please if you can if you resonate with my message and want to know more about story because it has other people's story of how they overcame their own pro like you know self-hatred self whatever abandonment yes. you know all of that uh, so they, i've shared other people's journey in fact like kind of mine is weaving through the story it's um, you can find it on neha sony that's my website nehasoni.com um, forward slash wired and waiting Okay. Wired and waiting. Okay. Wired and waiting. Okay. So Wired I'm going in. to say nihasone.com, which is N-E-H-A-S-O-N-N-E-Y.com -E -E slash wired and waiting. Absolutely. Excellent. And so is it the, would they be able to, let's say someone wants you to coach them, would they go to the same website? Uh, nehasoni.com yes and then they can find the contact then, information right there perfect excellent and, yeah so if you had to give a message to someone that is just realizing that they are in a narcissistic relationship and they're trying to figure out what to do like how to escape um what would you say to them depending on how like wherever they are like there can be so many different scenarios but if you can get yourself to a men, like financially independent place if you can move yourself out of that unsafe space do that that's the first thing leave leave is the first word that i would say if one word it says leave safely yes leave yes. do whatever life will will support you and you don't know how it's going to support you but i guarantee you it supported me it was crazy but it was worth it <laughs> you are worth it i want you to know that you are worth it yes and and uh, for people to be to you know understand and feel more inspired i would like to share with them that i am now the safest and most beautiful relationship Yay. Um, which came through actually from uh, like after I figured out my story so I want people to understand it is possible for them yes. to find the beautiful safe loving relationship and I'm still healing in this relationship they don't have to be completely healed right to be in a safe relationship that is wonderful oh this is so good you're gonna help so many people Thank you so much. Is there so any last words that you want to give or anything before we wrap this up? I think I've pretty much mentioned and self-love is, is the way people think that self-love is selfish, but it's not. And self-love is beyond the massages and the pedicures and manicures and going to spas. Take it inside. Know yourself know what you want and be yourself coming from a place of being and then you do and then you can have oh that's good yeah i like it well thank, thank you. you so much for joining us i so appreciate you and i will make sure that i say at the end 
um, www.nihasone.com. You can find out when her book will be released, as well as if you need a coach on confidence. She's all about it. I can tell you she's got the most beautiful smile. She is healing. She is good. And I'm sure she can help you get where you need to be. So thank you so much. And you have a great day because it's night where I am, but it's morning there, right? Awesome. Well, you have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tamala. It's been great speaking with you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Good night. Good night. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me. And check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.